Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A couple lie in a bed, dimly lit, viewed from above. Closer. Closer. The bed is outlined in LED strips. Lights flash. The couple start to move. They look at each other, damp with sweat. Blood is very hard to get out. Hello. Welcome back to the Axion Theatre Podcast. We've started off our mini-episodes talking about Isley Lynn's play Tether, which was all about a blind long-distance runner. And we closed this year's Edinburgh Fringe Cups talking to Amit Sharma from the inclusive Grey Eye Theatre Company. He and performer Arthur Hughes sat down with us to talk about Jack Thorne's new play, The Solid Life of Sugarwater, which is on at the Pleasance. My name's Arthur Hughes. Uh, I'm playing Phil in The Solid Life of Sugarwater. I'm Amit Sharma. I'm the director of The Solid Life of Sugarwater. I'm the associate director of Grey Eye Theatre Company. Um, there's only two characters in the play, Phil uh, and his wife, Alice, who's played by Genevieve Barr, um, and she's deaf. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the play is about, it's, it's about a couple trying to reconnect for the first time after they've um, had a stillborn child, their first attempt. Um, so it's very much kind of the, the discovery back through their relationship, where it all started and where they are now um, and where they're going to. Um, so it's, you know, it, the, the play doesn't really take place in any set place or time. It's, 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 it's in memories and um, certain moments that were very significant, um, you know, in, in getting to this point and what, you know, what, what it was that happened between them and how they kind of move on from that because they're both holding on to this, uh, this event, this, you know, this awful, awful incident, you know, this yeah. thing that happened and how it's kind of created this rift between them and, and what, it is, what it is that brings them back together. And I think um, the great thing about the play is it's what, what happens is could happen to any two people, uh, no matter uh, what. And I think that's why you know, Grey Eye is so fantastic to be doing because it, it is, you know, um, obviously I have, um, I have a shorter arm with no thumb, um, Genevieve's deaf. Um, I mean, these are the, they're minor details really in, you know, in, t- in terms of you know, actually what the play is, but I think it's a nice thing that, you know, Okay. This could happen to absolutely any two people. Um, and I think just from some of the audience reaction, not the people have said explicitly, but I think it is, it's, it's something that, that, you know, touches people. The reception takes one look at us and knows we're not going to stop. He shouts, now there's a movie, he shouts, now there's a movie. Now, now. I was worried because some of the doctors have not always been able to understand her. Not help, just now. Now, now. Notice the shout to Doctor, and he keeps shouting. Now! Now! Well, I remember when, I remember in rehearsals, you saying, you know, um, some people, just in terms of gauging or guessing what audience reaction would be like, some people would be like, wow, it really was like that. But then some people would be like, 
it really wasn't like that because it is such a yeah. raw subject for people. Um, okay. And and you know, and obviously that's that's right. But I think you know, Jack's Jack's kind of you know um, often delicate, often quite brutal way of um, of, of writing and, and the way it's out okay. is it's. I mean, it, it's it's a very beautiful thing, really. I think he's you know he does it very well, and it is you know it, it, it packs a punch, but it's not you know it um, it'll stroke you as well. Like it's, you know, it's, um, it's a very finessed thing. I think. I mean, the, it's it's quite an explicit show. It's recommended eighteen plus, obviously, because the, the nature of it is quite. Um, yeah, as I say, Jack's kind of brutal writing. Uh, sometimes it's very very close to the bone. Very hard. I mean, often quite funny, um, uh, but that's I think that's the kind of like well-rounded human edge that he puts into it, into a lot of his writing, isn't it? It's uh, you know, he's he's humorous, but he's he's real, and as you said, it's you know, connects with every, accessible for everyone. It really, these are these are stories, these are ways of writing that really hit a lot of people, and you know, I hope we do. The most pleasing aspect really has just been. You know, people's reactions, like I said earlier, and um, you know, I think Arthur and Genevieve do a do a fantastic job in uh, in getting the the, the pain, uh, but also the the fun of the of the relationship of, of both Phil and Alice over, um, which which is really endearing because the audience kind of go on a on a journey with them. Um, and with the set being the way that it is, and I won't give too much away because I think people should come and discover that. Yeah, um, but also how how we do incorporate um, the captioning, um, and and how that's placed within within the set, and at what moments. You know, these these decisions have been kind of like really carefully thought about to give an, an extra kind of uh, layer to 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 the script. Um, <laughs> and it's all you know. It's, it's the first time we've been here for about twelve years. Um, Grey Eye, you know, the, the, our last show was P. So basically, um, what would have happened yesterday? Which was at the Traverse, I think. Um, so it's, it's, it's just nice to, to to be back and, and, and to kind of be part of the 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 artistic community that's kind of up here and and seeing seeing uh, our friends, but also meeting new friends as well. Um, through through the work, so it's 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 been a real it's been a real joy, actually. Grey Eye has been around for about thirty five years, and you know our main focus is to place deaf and disabled artists centre stage. We do our work indoors, outdoors, across the UK, internationally. Our remit is to to, to provide a platform for deaf and disabled. Artists, whether it's in training, whether uh, it's to develop writing, to produce shows, obviously, but also uh, one of one of our key kind of missions is to make the work accessible, not only for the people that we work with, but also for the audiences that to, that come and see our show. So within a great show, you'll have a, a performance which has got creative captioning, uh, sign language interpreting kind of uh, stuff. British Sign Language and also audio audio description for blind or visually impaired members of the audience. So, and it, and it doesn't feel like an add-on. It's actually, it's actually very much part of the aesthetic. We'll, we'll say that's rain in the background. Yeah. Um, it's it's actually very much part of the the overall aesthetic. Um, and, it's, and it's something that we kind of termed as the aesthetics of access. So how can how can not only the individual's impairment 
bring something uh, artistic to the production, but also using BSL or captioning or audio description, how that can actually input and feed into the aesthetic of the show to give a, a, a different and, and, and a much more fuller meaning um, to the overall production. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I've got a physical impairment, so I, I kind of use crutches. And I think, you know, it's the spaces, some spaces, yes, they can be tricky. But I think, just like with anything, it's, it's, a, it's about attitude and inclusivity and the way you approach uh, a, a member, a disabled patron who's coming to see your show and giving them, you know, uh, the, the full access that they kind of require. So for me, me personally, Venue Like the Pleasants have been exceptional. They've really supported what we're trying to um, do in terms of the show, the way uh, disabled patrons kind of come in and, and how they've offered them viewing space and for wheelchair users or you know for, for deaf, uh, deaf members of the audience they've they've really taken on board some of what we what we would do day in day out and, and they've they've done it with a smile and they and they've, and they've done it with you know uh, a really amount of rigor definitely uh, i think i think before certainly when <clears throat> it's a quick turnaround even you know with fringe shows obviously I mean, this is my first fringe but certainly um, before our show goes up with such a massive set there is a lot to do, and um, but it's just like any show, really. You know, there's if in, in you know if there's if we have disabled patrons coming in, it is just and as Annette said, the you know, the crew working here at the Pleasance have been just so fantastic. I mean, I think I think I think we all kind of wish that, that all the spaces can be accessible, mm. but also all the performances can be accessible mm -hmm. as well. You know, I've seen some mm. amazing performances, um, and I was I was I've been texting the artistic director today. She's coming up on the train, and she goes, you know, what's what's good to see. Uh, which which I've kind of sent, but there's but you know Jen uses BSL, and, and and I look at the shows and I'm kind of going you know how how can she see some of the shows that I've seen fully, because you know some performances have their backs turned, you know uh, some are doing different kind of accents, so lip pattern makes it quite difficult to kind of pick out. So when we kind of use the word disability, it kind of covers covers a lot a lot of impairments, but actually being a bit more specific about those impairments. Actually, you can start to uh, unpick where where there is a lack of access, and actually, what you can then do about it for audio description performances, as an example. Um, so, I, I really do think it is about having a vision of kind of going, how can we make our work more accessible? So, as it is with the fringe, you're just trying to get bumps on seats. <laughs> it's it's about being trying to make your work as inclusive as possible. And to be fair, I think I think that's slowly starting to happen, particularly with the the international uh, platform, the IF platform that's happening uh, at the end, end of the month as well. That's been set up by Stopgap, which is a really wonderful, brilliant thing because it's really positive and it's really kind of going, you know, deaf and disabled artists can come to Edinburgh. We just need the right uh, spaces and the right people to, to help us uh, and support us. And that's all from us here. We'll be back next month with the complete team back on deck. In the meantime, go to our website, exeuntmagazine.com, or find us on Twitter at Theatre Magazine. Have a great rest, Fringe. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.